whatever passion it is that you're into, just pursue it fearlessly. If you truly love something, you'll find time to do it. We want people to like take it to the next level. That's what we're here for. That's why our community exists. What does it mean to be a creative? Well, if we get technical, the term creative is an adjective and it's the ability to create. But in some cases, and if you work in marketing, you might know this, creative is also used as a noun. Send me the creative. So it can also mean someone who is creative. In this episode, we're gonna be speaking to Milwaukeeans in the creative industry, specifically the fashion industry, and later on, the video production industry. Now, in my view, I feel that there is some power to that term. You're not just an artist. When you're a creative, you are a leader. You have influence. And most importantly, you're making a difference in your community. You have impact. This is Uniquely Milwaukee. It's everything you love about community stories, but more in depth. Giving the stories the time and attention they deserve. Changing perspective one episode at a time. I'm your host, Salam Fatayed, and this is Uniquely Milwaukee. Stories that stick with you. When I think about this on a local scale, I think of Unfinished Legacy. The biggest aspect of, of Unfinished Legacy isn't the clothing. It has a lot to do with the community. With the support of the community, both in Milwaukee and globally, creative director and founder Brema Brema created a Milwaukee streetwear brand that has made a name for itself. From being recognized by Vogue magazine, taking a leap and taking the brand to LA for expansion, and even a viral photo that caught the attention of the all-American denim brand Levi's, which turned into a collaboration and artist spotlight. Our very own and Hyphen's on-air host and brand ambassador, Element Everest Blanks, sat down with the minds behind Unfinished Legacy, both Brema and the brand's events coordinator and community outreach specialist, Ashante Jane Tate, to learn about the clothing brand that goes beyond. Element is speaking to Brema first. The urban t-shirt market is can kind of feel saturated at times, and it can feel difficult to find your niche and your way to stand out. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how you got started. So I was born in Sudan. My family migrated to Kenya during the war time, civil wars in Sudan. So lived in a refugee camp for most of my bringing in Kenya. And then with the help of United Nations, we were able to migrate all the way to Milwaukee. So it's kind of like the golden ticket for a lot of immigrant families to just get better opportunities. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, one of the early things that I was drawn to was art. And that was one subject that I was really just good at and came natural to me. So as I navigated Milwaukee, art was always present. So doing internships, going through high school and, and you know, uh, that's kind of how I met Gene too at a nonprofit called True School, where they, you know, engage youth with urban art within the just kind of like nonprofit and also teaching youth how to be vocal through their art and just like communicate social justice issues within art. So that was like really incredible experience for me and meeting Gene from there. And I'll let Gene talk a little Mm -hmm. bit about that. So I was born and raised here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. My mother's from Philadelphia. My father's from Chicago. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in their journeys, they met up in Milwaukee, you know. But my journey started, especially like just in the creative arts, I would say it was just my admiration for graffiti. I wasn't very into like all the elements of hip hop at first I just just really like seeing visual the visual aspect of anything 
and it was just it just caught my eye. So I got kicked out of high school, and as part of my like transformation into like turning 18 and into adulthood, I wanted to find a community where I can like fit in. You know, I never really had like-minded individuals. When when I got to high school, you know, I had a I had a a chance to like really search my identity, and I they took all the art classes out of MPS schools, mm-hmm. most of them at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Pulaski High School. Um, and that's when I kind of like started like a rocky path as a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like trying to find my tribe. Right. But once I got, you know, I got a, a rude awakening once I got kicked out of high school for just fooling around and just doing too much. Um, I was introduced to True School and that's where I found my tribe. That's right. where I, I walked in there and all the creative energy was just radiant from all the participants to the art on the wall to like finding my, you know, seeing my first like recording booth. And that's when I started emceeing. That's when I learned how to DJ started breakdancing that's when I really started to embody all the different elements of hip-hop through that that was 2014 and then the year after that me and Brema met um through this program called Art of Art of Coping shout out to Shalina Ali she started Art of Coping and that was like a transformative place for me as well to kind of learn how to use the creative arts not only to do civic engagement and use my voice in the community to empower others like my peers in the next generation but to really do the internal work that needed to be done you know so was it like art therapy an art therapy program absolutely yeah wow Um, okay so it's a connection between the creative arts and how you um utilize that to keep your mental health you know so do you think the idea of unfinished legacy is continuing that art therapy Mm. but for an entire generation of people and if so how do you think that translate from what you learned at true school to what you're doing now the biggest aspect of, of unfinished legacy isn't the clothing it has a lot to do with the community that we we cultivate with our events from the beginning me and Brema always you know we knew that we had to kind of create a circle of like-minded individuals who you know were just like us you know looking for their tribe didn't really know where they fit in but whenever we're around each other, we kind of feed off of each other's energy. How can we really create a community for ourselves? And what does that look like for, you know, Unfinished Legacy in the long term? Um, so we started hosting shows and hosting just small events, ciphers, you know, even um, started a YouTube channel. And we, we said we're going to call us the cronies. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who we are. You know, we're the cronies. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a vast amount of um, friends around the city who are all creative in different avenues from skateboarding, BMXing, rapping, DJing, visual arts, breakdancing. And we, we all come together and it's all love and we all work together to, you know, to get to the bigger picture. It's never about like selling clothes. It's more so about telling our story and making sure that people who come in feel invited and they feel like, you know, they're a part of our community. They're a part of Unfinished Legacy. It's not, it's never been about us, you know? Mm-hmm. We always wanted to create something that other people can embody and, and feel ownership of. And I love Milwaukee. the I love the idea of the legacy being unfinished. That means for me, when I hear unfinished legacy, I tend to think of my lineage, my children, my children's children. Mm-hmm. So this is something that will never be complete. Absolutely this is not. something that will live on well past us. Exactly. And the idea of that is actually quite beautiful. You know, if you think about it, is was that the idea behind it, Brahma, when you first got started? Earlier on, I was also writing 
you know, graffiti. I would tag the word legacy, and I had done an art internship. Was that your graffiti name? Don't don't play. Don't yeah, play. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was tagging legacy all over <laughs> town. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did the internship at the art museum, and that's kind of where I first learned the process of screen printing. And then throughout that internship, we were. There's this one day we were asked to describe ourselves with one word and someone next to me used the word unfinished. And that word really resonated with me. You know, coming here as an immigrant, I have so much goals and aspiration that I've are not finished yet. And I'm still constantly growing as a, as a being. So when I was walking home that day, I connected the two words together, unfinished legacy mm. and just flashback and like Im- black and white imageries of like Nancy Mandela, MLK, uh, Ali, all of these like great beings in, in history and how we're still like continuing their legacy to this day. And that just made sense. Like mm-hmm. at that moment, I was like, okay, this is the brand name. And in a way too, I feel like that just all the universe in a way just blessed me with this brand name. And now it's like, okay, it's up to us to like really uh, carry it and, and really spread it out. And we're a huge believer in we could impact the world in a positive manner if we follow our passions fully and it just goes back to all the greats that i just named they followed their passion 110 percent, and they were much greater than just their passion they also had impact outside of their passion so that's something that we were trying to like carry on and like cultivate with our community not only is it just a brand like we're making clothes but outside of that what do we what do we what are we about you know like what what impact are we, you know, leaving with our community? So tell me a little bit about the butterfly. Oh, yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that smile says it all. Yeah, the butterfly initially. So as as we navigated, you know, the nonprofit world in Milwaukee, I after Public Allies, you could only do it for two years. After that, I ended up starting agency with three other friends and. At the time, like all I thought about was unfinished legacy. Is like, how could I, you know, how could I come back? How could we like do do more creative stuff with unfinished legacy? And I didn't have the courage at the time to like really pursue it, you know, full time. I feel like it's one of the jumps every artist have to have to like face. And there's this one evening where I was just reflecting on I have like the screen printing set up in my parents' basement, and I want to just go home and like screen print something. And at the time, there was like the monarchs butterfly were just flying outside the window and I was like okay that's what what I'm gonna go home and print so I screen printed them on like these white pair of like Levi's jeans that Mm -hmm. I thrifted and then posted it on social media and it gained a lot of like I guess you know just attention and a, a lot of people were giving like positive feedback so I just kept printing more and more butterflies but then you know as an artist we always want to find meaning to like the things that we do so I started to research you know the the significant of a butterfly and one of them is the you know metamorphosis like the transformation phases we all go through that in life and that was like one that was like kind of universal everybody could relate to so I started to do just more digging and then I found like butterflies are a symbol for migration and I you know my family migrated here for better opportunities and that was like the unique tie and then I also came across a quote that was butterflies can't see their wings they can't see how truly beautiful they are but everybody else can I'm not sure if that's scientifically true but it's a quote that exists out there by Naya Rivera and I took that quote 
to just tie it with my story how like navigating through school and high school and like never really believed in myself never really saw my true value but everybody else around me would tell me like oh you're a great artist you're you're talented but I never really saw that in myself but as far as like growing I'm, I'm slowly growing into that artist and becoming more confident with my identity and we've always like very adamant also about being like who we needed when we were younger you know mm. as as kids who grew up without resources you know really being a genius from the hood um another symbolization for the butterfly like you, there's beauty in the struggle you know mm -hmm. like <laughs> mm -hmm. from the decomposition of butterflies into the rebirth you know you can really write your own story um and we encourage everybody around us to like like Bremo was saying like follow their passions we're always here to like connect resources for people um so we're not like we're not here for like the big names and stuff like that we're here for the people who need the resources and need the community you know Yeah, so I understand that that genuine love for the community and that genuine need to be what you didn't have growing up, which is that person who's, who says, you know what, you don't have to fit in, but you could still create your own space yeah. and people can come to you for that appreciation. But you have been successful. <laughs> you have gotten that call. How did you end up in Vogue? How, how did mm -hmm. that happen? We're going to talk about that. Butterflies <laughs> took us far. Yes. Butterflies took us far. <laughs> On the wings, right? Uh, I'll give all credit to our community for a lot of like our achievements and any anything that we've accomplished thus far has been because of our community. Um, and I remember early on, like during... Um, You know, during COVID, like when, you know, lockdown, uh, me and Dean decided to just lock ourselves in the studio and just like work and try to like output and just post our whole journey through social media. And I think that really uh, we started to grow a following there because, you know, the, there was not much people were doing, but like spending time on social media and watching. So we knew that we had attention on us at the time and we just like took full advantage by being really transparent with our journey, where, where we're at, where we're trying to go. Um, and I think, I think the results result of that, uh, we ended up, uh, getting a follow, a follow from, I think a stylist that styles Michelle Obama or something. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they passed our brand to a writer at Vogue. And that was, that was pretty, you know, crazy. Just waking up to, <laughs> to that email. And I can, I can believe it. Same thing with Levi's. Mm -hmm. It was, all happened at the same literally like maybe hours apart oh wow uh, and and with with levi's it was it was just we were screen printing a lot on on the denim jeans so i, I had posted on my on my instagram saying would be amazing to do a collaboration with levi's uh tag them in the in the comments within like five minutes we have 400 comments tagging Levi's oh wow and I, I knew right away it's like okay like they're gonna see this like no matter what, like they'll scroll social media they'll see them their, their ads getting tagged everywhere mm -hmm. and that right away that translating to them like following our account and then messaging us right then and there within just an hour or so they we got a, a, an attention of a, such a big brand and that ended up leading to us working together and that was all because of the community When I heard Element's interview with Brema and Deshante, I was left in a state of awe, determination, and the question that started it all. We were asked to describe ourselves with one word, and someone next to me used the word unfinished. Honestly, it's kind of a brain tickle to think that there are words that encapsulate you. I couldn't help but wonder and think of myself. 
And since you're listening, maybe you can do the same. How would we describe ourselves in one word? A word that would reflect where we've been, what we stand for, and how we want the world to see us. For me, I slept on that question. And currently, the word that I want to fit the most for me is authentic. But maybe for now, awkward could be a better fit. And if I could describe the next guest, it would be intuitive. This creative branches off from a feeling. I'll let you on a little secret. The things that I like to create the most are like sad stuff almost. <laughs> okay. So the when I when I I don't know why, I just if I find it easy, sad I find boy that, hour. I guess so. Like if, if some I'd like to catch people when they're feeling down and then they can relate to not I don't like to do that, but like I like to the villain over here. No. <laughs> After that came out, that sounded sounded bad. And I'll give it to him. Watching his work evidently did stir up some emotions for me, but also reinforced the philosophy of romanticizing the mundane. Right after the break. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. There was a time that I carried the belief that I needed to leave the city to be a part of things. Things that are happening in the world. Perhaps that's why I humorously related to the lead in A24's film Lady Bird. I want to go where culture is, like New York, or at least Connecticut or New Hampshire, where writers live in the woods. Get into those schools anyway. And it wasn't until we were all quarantining when I truly started to see the charm of Milwaukee. And that's the same time that I found TikTok and I haven't stopped scrolling since. During one of these endless scrolls, I came across a Milwaukee-based creator who makes short form cinematic videos of Milwaukee. The way that I would describe his content would be like an opening credit to an indie film, turning the ordinary into the extraordinary. The man behind the lens is Bryce Van Landen but he goes by Cinnabon Bryce on social media. I am 26 years old, I live in Milwaukee. I just recently moved here, well not recently, I moved here a little over a year ago now. Okay. I'm originally from a little bit north, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So I, I'm a cinematographer, filmmaker, and digital creative here in the city. So how did you get started in the video production industry? Was creating videos something you always wanted to do? I think when I look back on it, the first, time I remember well I know a lot of people say this but me and my friends would always uh, make YouTube videos growing up I feel like a lot of people our age yeah. kind of did that you know just had a camera <laughs> their parents camera laying around and we would always grab that and try to like do funny things and watch it back and post stuff on YouTube and all that stuff like like the traditional kid would but um that's kind of where I was like oh I kind of kind of like doing this that was that was a long time ago that might have been mid- middle school and then I kind of didn't didn't do much with it until high school. I remember being on vacation with my family, and I made a little video for it. Um, I was big into YouTube. I followed a lot of YouTubers, and I was like, hey, maybe this is something that I could try. And I always liked um, seeing what I could do with a camera, kind of just like creating something and um, seeing if I could make my own reality into yeah. in something kind of thing. Because I, I, I think I see something, and then I'm like, wow, I can make other people see this the same way I do. So... I went on a family vacation, I made a little video, and from there it was, it was just a wrap, and it's, haven't looked back since. 
You know, sometimes I look at influencers like Emma Chamberlain and she's out here on the Met Gala and doing just just great things. And I'm like, oh, I wish I did this when I was in middle school, like the vlogs and the makeup tutorials. If only I knew. It's like at the time you don't think like, oh, this is nothing. But exactly. Years no, later, it's, it's the like, whole thing. Well, yeah, that's awesome. So do you remember uh, like when you bought your first camera that you used like professionally? Like, was that like a big yeah. mon- monumental milestone for yeah. you? I remember I didn't have any money and I begged my parents to help me help me like hey can you guys just this is something that I want to do and they were super supportive and they actually helped me out buying my first camera it was my freshman year of college I actually came down I I went to school in Milwaukee UW Milwaukee for a little bit and um I bought my first camera there my first actual camera but before then I would just use my parent my parents had a couple point shoot cameras laying around just old stuff but they they shot they shot recorded videos I was like wow this is awesome I'm going to take it everywhere I I did I took it everywhere I tried to learn it as best as I can and it was it was a pretty it was a turning point in my uh, career. When Bryce found TikTok he started uploading videos and they would start generating about 30 views. And then he went on a trip to Washington with his girlfriend and decided to do a little video about that trip. When it was uploaded, it blew up for him. His video was viewed 170,000 times. I mean, that's a long shot from 30 views. You know, what I love about your content is that specifically the ones here in Milwaukee is that, you know, I've been to all those places. I've been to the art museum. I've walked around downtown. But I feel like from your lens, I was looking at it differently. You see, the cool thing about that is you could give somebody a camera and tell them to shoot the exact same thing and it's going to look different mm-hmm. depending on that person. I love the city of Milwaukee and I think it has so much to offer and I th- and when you when you watch the traditional news and everything you don't really see that mm-hmm. side of things necessarily. I mean you do and there's definitely outlets out there that um, will make make sure that you can see that stuff but I guess I just wanted to try and show people that this is like a beautiful city and and, and so, you know, a lot of if you did look at the comments, a lot of the comments on there were like not necessarily great ones. Bryce is talking about a specific video titled I Love This City, showing landscape shots of Milwaukee's east side. The video quickly went viral with Milwaukee TikTokers. To this day, it's reached 500,000 views. Although nothing offensive was shown, the reception was mixed. Some comments said, thank you for representing my city. I've never been here, but you make it look familiar. And my personal favorite, I wish I could live in this video. But other comments stated that this is white Milwaukee, only downtown Milwaukee. You're not representing the full city. Bryce said that from his perspective, he was showing what he knew, taking his camera wherever he would go. And if things aligned for a shot, he would capture it. You know, after our interview, I thought about that. The type of responsibility a creator has. Should someone like Bryce be held responsible for not capturing the entire city's perspective? Or maybe we also spotlight other creators. Someone like Mahdi Atif, who is a Milwaukee creator and filmmaker and is showing his perspective of Milwaukee. And is there room for both or more to be seated at the table? I mean, at the end of the day, We make what we know. What advice would you give young creatives that maybe are thinking about picking up a camera or doing something they love that maybe they were doing as a hobby when they were younger? Just to do it as much as you possibly can. Whenever you have free time, if you truly love something, you'll find time to do it. If you're thinking about picking up a camera, like, hey, I want to take some photos. I want to be a videographer. I want to be a filmmaker. Do it. Figure out what story you want to get across. What message do you want to send? That's the most important thing. Don't 
don't don't necessarily care what people think post it people will comment and that's where you learn so do you ever then deal with burnout or the desire of like I have to keep creating at this level and maybe I don't have any ideas like how mm-hmm. do you deal with that that's a big thing that creators yeah. have to deal with yeah I um I do deal with burnout quite a bit actually I and when I do feel that I just stop I take a break whether it's a week a day and I'll I'll always find a way to find more inspiration. I'll try to inspire myself, whether it's listening to music or um, talking to somebody or watching a movie or whatever it may be. But I feel like everybody in this industry does experience burnout at some point. You want to get to the highest level. You want to push yourself. You want to work all the time, but you're going to get tired. You're going to not want to maybe do it that day. And that's totally fine. Take a break. Give yourself a rest. Give yourself a breather. And I think when you start up again, you'll see that you're like, wow, I really needed that. Now I have this motivation to make even better work Mm -hmm. now, this time around. There's this idea of tall poppy syndrome. It was first popularized in Australia. And it's when someone is criticized or cut down because of their achievements. And it's referring to poppies. One grows taller than the rest. So then it'll be cut down to maintain a uniformed crop. I argue that Milwaukee is different. I mean, just this last week, Unfinished Legacy had a homecoming pop-up and our community rallied behind it. And that just shows that our city's success stories, people like Brema, Bryce, and Deshante, going out there and creating, empowers the next generation to take matters in their own hand. I'm your host, Salam Fatayer. Thank you to Nate Imig, our executive producer, Kenny Perez, our audio engineer, Thank you to our marketing team led by Sarah Lar. Graphics and our wonderful logo are created by Aaron Bagata, and our community engagement manager is Maddie Reardon, while Dan Reiner handles our social media accounts. And of course, a big special thanks to our members. See you next Monday for another Uniquely Milwaukee episode. <laughs>